Chai Be'av, Tet, coming to you live, live, I tell you, from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Unquestionable hit of the summer in Israel and uh, in a lot of other Jewish communities around the world. Shevet Achim Ve'achayot, an all-star cast led by Idan Reichel. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome, 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 one and all, to this week's edition, live, I should say, live edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and we're on the Nachum Siegel Network each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. 
That's 9 a.m. Eastern Time, but in Israel, that would be 4 p.m. Israel Time. And around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we are on. But of course, if you miss it, if you can't listen live, if you're in a place where right now it's 3 in the morning, I don't blame you for not listening live, then you can always listen to the um, archives, which you can get in a number of ways. It's it's easy. It's very easy. Listen, you can go to NachumSiegel.com and click on the archives and go to the Israel show and listen. That is, and then you can listen to the show. You can pick any show you want to listen to of the six plus, six and a half years of the Israel show. You can listen to a lot of other great programming on the Nachum Siegel Network there as well. You can do the same on the app. The Nachum Siegel Network app is available for free for Android, for iPhone, for all the eyes, iPads, Pods, Pods, whatever's. Um, Nachum Siegel Network has an app, and on the app there's an archive. And on the archive you can also listen to any show from the Nachum Siegel Network roster. So many good ones, and you can listen to the Israel show as well. And you can also go to your podcast program, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, and there are many different good ones, uh, good apps for podcasts, and register, subscribe actually is the correct word, subscribe to the Israel show podcast, and it'll automatically come down into your device, automatically, automatically, like by magic. And then you can listen to it. You don't have to worry about going here, going there. It just comes to you. You don't even have to go to him, it, her, she, whatever. So we hope that you do that on weeks that you're not able, let's say, to listen live or um, even more importantly, to tell your friends. And we are on Facebook.com slash The Israel Show where we post links to the music that we played and we have two brand new songs to introduce to you today. Just released, just, just, just released. One by the great Ariel Zilber and the other by another great Rami Kleinstein. And we're going to talk about what seemed to be the talk of the town around the world. The fact that the two... Uh, Congresswomen Talib and Omar were uh, told by the State of Israel that they are not welcome as supporters of BDS. You know, a country doesn't have to welcome people who support the efforts to destroy it. It's that simple. We'll have a clip from Bill Maher, who I disagree with on almost everything except Israel. Israel is the one thing he has his head screwed on right about. He he puts it very well. And uh, we have a very emotional clip that we'll bring to you soon. Dvir Sarek, who we spoke about at length last week, and I would recommend that you go back and listen to uh, the archive if you haven't heard it, about the wonderful person that he was, a very special young man, was murdered at the age of 19 near his yeshiva, Machanayim in Efrat, just outside of Efrat, by uh, Arab terrorists. He sent, I don't know if it was earlier that day or the day before, but it is claimed that this is one of the last, if not the last, voicemail that he sent to a friend, and uh, with the family's permission it was released. And you'll get it, they will play it in its entirety, and you'll get a, a part of it is uh, him singing with a guitar and so forth. You'll, you'll get a feeling of what a special person we lost with uh, the murder of the... And it's always like that, it seems, with the murder of Tavir Sorek. We'll play that for you, too. We'll go to some music, and then we'll start uh, our discussion about the Rashida Talib and Ilhan Omar. Trip to Nowhere, that's what we're calling it, the Trip to Nowhere. Here it is, brand new from Rami Kleinstein. Ma Korepo. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. כאן לא זוכר את שנאת הנמלה בסיפור דירה להשכיר מי כאן לא מכיר מי כאן לא עבר סיפור דומה ממש מוכר ולב אחד נשבר מי כאן לא עבר נשמה אחת התרסקה בבת אחת מיליוני רסיסים את העולם מכסים הנשמות האלה הן אנחנו 
from Rami Kleinstein, Makarepo. It's a social um, protest song. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. Everybody's heard the news. Israel did not allow two United States members of Congress, members of the House of Representatives, to come on a visit to Israel. And how did the media frame it in most cases? Oh, they're shutting down their critics. They're stifling other voices. They claim to be a democracy, but this is not a democratic way of behaving. And of course, they're banning Muslims. That's it. They're banning Muslims. Because there are no Muslims in Israel. So here is the story with some details that you may not have heard in the general media. I've collected it from a lot of different places. I guess I should give a special shout out. I'm not familiar with this organization, Alliance for Israel. I found their summary of this to be helpful. I've collected it from several other sources as well. National Review, article by David French, Katie Pavlich, the great Katie Pavlich, and um, on Fox News, and others. Many people don't know that the um, prohibition that Israel put up for um, Omar and uh, Talib, that prohibition was uh, very unusual. 
Because, in fact, about a week or so before they wanted to go, on August the 5th, there were a delegation of Democrats and a delegation of Republicans who came to Israel. Talib and Omar were invited to join and would have been accepted, no problem. 41 Democrats, 31 Republicans, the largest delegation ever. Democrats led by Steny Hoyer, the uh, House Majority Leader. Of the 41 Democrats, 32 were freshman members of the House. The idea was to bring them and show them Israel and educate them a little bit on what's going on. Talib and Omar could have come. They could have voiced their opinion, but they refused to come. They decided that they're going to make their own trip to the occupied territories. That's where they were going. They weren't going to Israel. By the way, Talib Omar and Cortez started a campaign Hashtag skip the trip, trying to encourage others to skip the trip. So they rejected the invitation to travel. They're going to organize their own trip to quote-unquote occupy territories. They weren't going to Israel. In fact, their itinerary wasn't published till soon before their departure was planned. And when it was released, it became clear that it wasn't like some sort of a exploration of the facts, some sort of a learning, listening, exploring tour. In fact, the title of the itinerary and the only place referred to in the itinerary was Palestine. It was a trip to Palestine. You understand? You didn't hear that, right? You didn't hear that in the media. They were going to Palestine. And they were going to spend all their time Oh, Yehuda says it's the squad. Thank you, Yehuda. They're called the squad, right? So um, they're going to spend all their time in Palestine, East Jerusalem, quote unquote, East Jerusalem, and the West Bank, the occupied territories. At no point in this fact-finding mission are they going to be going to meet with Israeli or Jewish officials and discuss the status of uh, of places of uh, remain important to both faiths and so forth. So so far, actually, two points. They refused to go with the regular delegation led by the um, House Majority Leader. They wanted to go on their own trip. They were not going to go into quote-unquote Israel, only to quote-unquote Palestine. And another major concern, which again, didn't get a lot of media coverage. Who organized their trip, you ask? the trip that they were planning to take these two members of the squad. The NGO, non-governmental organization, called MIFTA. Have you ever heard of MIFTA? I had not, honestly, until until this point, heard of them. They are quite a vile anti-Israel, one can also probably say anti-Semitic organization. Here are some nice examples about things that have been uh, posted by MIFTA on their website. I actually visited their website yesterday. So on their website now, I, I would say their website now is is quite parva. Probably they've sanitized it since they've reached the headlines. But in 2013, they published an article. Listen to this. This is 2013. It's not the Middle Ages. They published an article that stated that Jews were killing Christian children to use their blood for making matzah. And then they were bashed, and they got a torrent of criticism. <gasps> so they apologized. That's what everybody does when they say what they really mean, but can't deal with the um, backlash. Oh, I apologize. Well, as we've mentioned here before, apology in, in, in Jewish tradition, in Jewish law, means that you don't do it again. Well, not only did they do it again, but the original article in Arabic, which alleged this, stayed on the website. According to the Alliance for Israel, it's still on the website. It's so typical, by the way, for for as long as this situation, this conflict, this hatred of Arabs to Jews has been going on, this saying one thing in English and another in Arabic has been has been present. 
Now, here's another um, here's another thing from the Mifta website. Now, again, these are the this is the organization that was arranging that was going to arrange the whole trip of Talib and Omar. So they um, praised on their website someone by the name of Wafa Idris. They say, who is Wafa Idris? Wafa Idris injured 150 people and killed one in a suicide bombing. They praised her on their website. Mifta did. They also ran an article titled, Let Us Honor Our Own. And uh, one of the Mifta web contributors described a woman, Dalal al-Mugrabi, as a Palestinian fighter who was killed during a military operation against Israel in 1978. And this Dalal al-Mugrabi was described by Mifta as one of the Palestinian people's national heroes. Do you know what military operation Dalal al-Mugrabi was known for? It's called the Coastal Road Massacre. It was a bus hijacking, an Israeli civilian bus hijacking that resulted in the death of 38 Israeli civilians, including 13 children. And they celebrate terrorists all too often, praising them, calling them heroes, like is done in the Palestinian Authority. That's Mifta. By the way, the founder of Mifta, and who I think I saw on their website as the chairman is Hanan Ashrawi. Okay, anyone who knows anything about anything knows who that is. So now we know that they refused to go on the delegation with all the other freshman congressmen. They refused to, um, to uh, go into what they call Israel proper. Their entire visit was arranged by a virulently anti-Israel and um, bordering on anti-Semitic website called Mifta, which was taking them only to areas in the quote-unquote West Bank and East Jerusalem. Also, we know that these two women, these two congresswomen, are big supporters of BDS, and they say so openly, and they make no bones about it. And Israel passed a law recently that the government of Israel should not allow or may bar the entry of BDS supporters. BDS wants to shut down Israel. That's its agenda. By the way, you want to know what the media, people who read the general media, saw about Mifta? The Washington Post said, quote, Omar and Talib's trip to Jerusalem and the West Bank was planned by Mifta, a nonprofit organization headed by Palestinian lawmaker and longtime peace negotiator Hanan Ashrawi. Okay, that tells you a lot about that. And the great New York Times, a former newspaper, as Andrew Claven likes to say, the New York Times, a former newspaper, described it as, quote-unquote, headed by a longtime Palestinian lawmaker. And in its editorial, the New York Times editorial board identified MIFTA as a group that promotes global awareness and knowledge of Palestinian realities. That's true, because it's a Palestinian reality to call murderers of innocent women and children heroes. And Mifta does that. We're gonna, I, I want to break to play a clip for you from Bill Maher where he makes the BDS point. So this is from, um, from his HBO show. You can find it online uh, this past Friday. It's about a minute. It's edited, but I took out some of the parts as it was going to be too long. But um, he makes a great point about who, you should, who, who should a country allow into their country? People that want to kill you? So this is um, Bill Maher. BDS is a bullshittery test by people who want to appear woke but actually slept through history class. It's That's true. It's, it's predicated on this notion, I think it's, it's very shallow thinking, that the Jews are in Israel mostly white and the Palestinians are browner, so they must be innocent and correct and the Jews must be wrong. As, as if the occupation came right out of the blue, that this completely peaceful people found themselves occupied. Forget about the infitadas and the suicide bombings and, and the rockets and how many wars. And uh, let me read Omar Bargudi is one of the co-founders of the movement. 
His quote, no Palestinian, rational Palestinian, not a sellout Palestinian, will ever accept a Jewish state in Palestine. So that's where that comes from, this movement. Someone who doesn't even want a, Palest a Jewish state at all. Somehow this side never gets presented in the American media. It's very odd. Yeah. Yes. Bill Maher gets it right for a change. Some, somehow this part never gets presented in American media. They keep talking about BDS, that these two support BDS. Well, what is BDS? BDS is a movement to destroy the state of Israel. Let, let, let's just say it like it is. Okay, so we're, uh, the story will continue. Oh, there's, there's lots more to tell you about, more coming. We'll take a musical break, and then we'll read to you. We have a copy in our hand of the letter signed by Rashida Talib. To Aryeh Derry, the Honorable Aryeh Derry, Minister of the Interior. We're going to read it to you verbatim, the entire letter. And then, of course, we'll discuss what happened after that, although most of those details you're probably aware of. Aaron Razel, I'm Yisrael, one of my uh, current favorites. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 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 oh,
My favorite line, Bekibbutz Galuyot Yesh Pekakim. We explained it a few weeks ago when we debuted the song. Mayor Weingarten here. This is the Israel Shondanachem Siegel Network. We're in the middle of the saga, the the trip to Israel saga, or as I like to call it, the Talib and Omar's trip to nowhere. As a result of all the things that we just uh, spoke of, on August 15th, Israeli government said, that's it, we're not granting entry to these two. I got to tell you that my initial reaction and very possibly my reaction to this minute is that was that was not smart. Because as I like to say about the area of books and songs and so forth, and lectures, there ain't nothing better for sales than a good khairam. It calls attention to it. It it otherwise just goes away. And when you put something in Khairim, you're calling attention to it and more people are going to buy it. I read uh, this about the book, The Making of a Gadol. I think uh, it's true also about many other books that were put in Khairim that then people decided they wanted to buy. I, I read a very interesting article in which uh, Billy Joel was interviewed. He has a song called Only the Good Die Young, which is a, a, a rant against the Catholic Church. And he says nobody really considered it a, a song of anything, a hit song, so to speak, until the Catholic Church banned it. And then once the Catholic Church banned it, he said it just skyrocketed. So that's what I thought. They shouldn't have done it. Well, be that as it may, Congresswoman Talib pleaded with the government of Israel and she she said she has a 90-year-old grandmother who lives in the <clears throat> quote-unquote occupied territories. I saw somewhere that she's 80. I'm not sure if she's 80, she's 90, whatever. doesn't matter. She hasn't seen her, according to Talib, for five to six years. And that is something that I'm very curious about. Somebody should really look into that. When was the last time she went to visit her grandmother? Before this. Okay, it may be that she was there five or six years ago. I've heard that she hadn't been there in 20 years. I don't know if that's true. So, somebody's got to look into it. If anybody can look into it and find out, I was not able to. Anyway, and please let me come and visit my grandmother. This might be the quote-unquote last time I ever see her. Okay? So, here's the letter. I'm holding in my hand a copy of it. On the stationery of the Congress of the United States House of Representatives, Washington, D.C., 20315, dated August the 15th, Honorable Arye Derry, Minister of the Interior, etc. Minister Derry, says Representative Rashida Tlaib, I would like to request admittance to Israel in order to visit my relatives, and specifically my grandmother, who is in her 90s, and lives in Bet Ur Al Foka. This could be my last opportunity to see her. I will respect any restrictions and will not promote boycotts against Israel during my visit. Thank you, Representative Rashida Talib, 13th Congressional District of Michigan. I will post this in case anybody wants to see this letter. But she would also post the other articles that I've been quoting from, so you could you could get that also. Okay. I mean, you, how how could you refuse such a humanitarian request? So Arye Derry goes on to tell her, "Okay, I feel your I feel your emotions. Go, you can come." Well, once she got the okay to come, she came up with a reason that she doesn't want to come. Oh, no, I, I don't want to come under these circumstances. Well, you just wrote the letter asking to come and saying that you promised not to promote boycotts. I mean, is there a country that will let you come into their country and promote boycotting the country, destroying the country, delegitimizing the country in public? You want to come visit your grandmother? So as many have said seems she hates Israel more than she loves her grandmother. Ari Deri then tweets, 
Representative Tlaib just tweeted that she won't be coming to Israel. Just yesterday, she sent me a letter asking to visit her 90-year-old grandmother, saying it might be my last chance to meet her. I approved her request as a gesture of goodwill on a humanitarian basis, but it was just a provocative request aimed at bashing the state of Israel. And, and oh, actually, it's his quote. Apparently, her hate for Israel overcomes her love for her grandmother. How many, how, how, how many watchers of mainstream media, readers of the mainstream media, know all these nuances of this story? Know all about how they rejected going on the, the main trip with everybody else? How they decided to go to a trip that only included, quote-unquote, Palestine, that had no Israeli anybody on their itinerary. The itinerary didn't even mention the word Israel. How many people know that it was organized by Miftah, which is an anti-Israel, bordering on anti-Semitic, or I should even say anti-Semitic uh, or organization? And we have, you know, good, good, good credentials for that, to show that. And that once Israel agreed on a humanitarian basis to let them in, they just threw it back in Israel's face and said, nah. So there you have it. Alliance for Israel, again, I do not know who they are. I've not seen this name before, but I like the piece they put together. I'll post it on our website. They end the article with, we call on the Democratic Party to take meaningful action against Congresswomen Omar and Tlaib for their association with MIFTA and for promoting the anti-Semitic work of a known Holocaust denier. I think the best wrap-up of this whole story <laughs> was a tweet, as usual, in, its, in his usual style, a tweet by President Trump in which he said something to the effect of, you know, there are no real winners. There, there can never be a real winner in, in this kind of situation, except Omar Tlaib's grandmother. She is being spared and won't have to see her. Shabanu Habaita, when we returned home, Ariel Horowitz, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. הראשון שבאנו הביתה, זרקנו את התרמיל, אבל לא חלצנו נעליים, כי הבית היה צריך הרבה עבודה, בכל זאת עבר המון זמן, לך תדע, מאיפה להתחיל. והיו גם את אלה שישר מהאונייה. בלי לחלוץ נעליים, בגבעות של התרום, הם בלי שהם נשארו, לך תדע מאיפה להתחיל. לפעמים ברעש הגדול הזה, אפשר לשמוע את רחש המחוק של Thank you. 
דבר ראשון כשבאנו הביתה, זרקנו את התרמית. עם כל הציוד שעזר לנו בדרך, היו בו מרחק, דמעות ואבק ורמז דק. אריאל הורוויץ, כשבאנו הביתה. When the Jewish people returned home. Um, as promised, we're going to share with you a rather heartbreaking two and a half minutes. And we'll, we'll cut the... It'll be probably more like two minutes. This is a voicemail that Devir Sorek, Hashem Yikom Damo, who was murdered by terrorists last week, 19-year-old just outside uh, Efrat, He left this voice message, message to his friend Ariel. And he starts over saying, Hello, Ariel. Then he laughs a little and he says, It's true. When I just think of your name, when I just think of you, it makes me happy. And uh, he, he, <clears throat> he went to Shalayim. He had some falafel. His night seder was canceled, he said. So he went into the city. He had falafel shchitut, meaning, you know, he really allowed himself, quote-unquote, a luxury, you know, it's, 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 it's almost um, gluttonous, jokingly, he says, that he had a falafel. And then he says, uh, he obviously knew this um, friend since high school, and he reminded himself of a, a niggin that he wrote in high school, and he says, uh, Mafan. Mafan is an Arabic word. Mafen, maybe. Um, an Arabic word which means really bad. He's, he's basically self-deprecating um, about the song and he starts playing the song. And um, you get a little bit of a feel of what kind of person we lost to the hands of the murderous Arabs last week. You're hearing the voice of Dvir Sorek, probably one of the last times his voice was heard in this world. Ariel, shalom, my dear. I'm just saying the name, I'm already going to get back to my life. Yes, yes. In the end, I had a good morning. So I went to Jerusalem, I had a little bit of a בהיקף. קיצור, עכשיו אני בחדר שלי בישיבה, ועלית לי לראש. ויש לי פה גיטרה, אז התחלתי לנגן. ונזכרתי בחמישית שלנו. קיצור, אז נראה לי שם זה היה שהמצאתי את השיר ובכן צדיקי, או מנגינה המאפנה הזאת, שעדיין אני אוהב אותה כי זה נוסטלגיה. אז תשמע קטע. שלוש, ארבע, I, we lose so many of the best. We try sometimes to send off with the good news. So there is some good news. First of all, Nefesh Benefesh brought, um, what was it, about 400 or so Olim to Israel last week. Nachum was on the plane, interviewed many people. You can go back to the archives of the Nachum Siegel show. The Nachum Siegel show. The Nachum Siegel show. <laughs> at the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com or on the Nachum Siegel app and 
go to the JM in the AM broadcast last week that featured the Nefesh Benefesh flight. But there's another side to this. You know, for many years there was talk about the large number of people who leave Israel, Yordim, they were called. Emig- emig- not immigrants, em- emigres, people who leave. So, according to the uh, statistics, emigration from Israel drops to its lowest level in decades. That's pretty amazing. Now, this is also amazing. There's 600,000, according to this, Israelis living abroad, with number of Israelis emigrating falling to lowest levels in more than three decades. I find it interesting that 600,000 live abroad. That is actually the number that start that we started with. <laughs> there were 600,000 Jews in the state of Israel at its um, independent Declaration of Independence. The number of Israelis moving abroad fell to the lowest level in more than three decades, according to a new report by Israel's Central Bureau of Statistics. About 14,300 Israeli citizens and permanent residents left the country for more than a year in 2017, the report says. The lowest number of immigrants departing Israel since the 1980s. That's a 6% decrease. 6% decrease in the number of immigrants compared to 2016. Well, I guess it's not so bad. They must be doing something right. If it's at its lowest, lower than it's been in decades. That is good news. As Aliyah comes and Yerida lowers itself, it strengthens the state of Israel, the people of Israel for sure. Um, We're going to end off with this brand new song of the great Ariel Zilber. He just keeps coming up with great stuff. It's uh, it's, it's, it's just, <laughs> what can I say? He's amazing. Ariel Zilber, and it's important to note that for this, Ariel Zilber, many years ago, became a choser betruvai, returned to uh, Jewish tradition. Let's everybody, and he's become also very right-wing politically. Let's everybody know that through his music. This particular song is called then he adds and his point basically is that people in Israel discover their heritage discover the Torah and uh, can rejoice in it and no matter where in the world they can go they'll see that there's nothing better than this so his last um, paragraph is Kulanu Chogimit Chag Chanukah at Purim Pesach to Bishvat Rosh Hashanah. We all celebrate the Jewish holidays. Chanukah, Purim Pesach to Bishvat Rosh Hashanah. Doesn't mention, of course, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the most observed in in the state of Israel amongst the Jews, even the most secular of Jews. They say a total of over eighty five percent, if not more, fast on Yom Kippur. So he's saying that all Israelis celebrate the Jewish holidays. We all are part of the Jewish tradition. Nobody has doubts. Nobody needs to justify themselves. That's exactly the point. We don't got to go into all kinds of little details. The people of Israel... Are, are becoming more attached to their tradition. The word mitchazek means that, becoming more attached to their tradition. That's the way it's used now in Israel. Basof, basof, basof. And at the end, kulanu nitchabek. We're all going to hug and embrace each other. That's coming up. Before that, we say thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the Stanford and Nachum Siegel Network. And a very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novik now with Jake Novik. Interesting topic. Wonder how it'll fit in with what we just did. How should people who support Israel talk about the decision to block the trip scheduled by Congresswoman Rashid Rashida Talib and Ilhan Omar. I wonder if we are in sync or not. 
Jake Novak. After that, the great Monday Music Marathon. And until next Monday, immediately following JM and DM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you the nice guys do not finish last. Oh, no. They're just running in a different race.